Let us pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth announce the joy and hope of the coming birth of our Savior to the world. Amen. Now, for many people today, Christmas is just another holiday. A stressful one at that. It's a time for buying gifts that need not to have bought from a budget that is already overstretched. It's a time for squeezing in parties and events into a schedule that is already too full. It's a time in which many of us feel very rushed and overcommitted. While what we really need is to slow down and enjoy this season. Christmas should be a time of peace, not of fear and unrest. We fear we may overlook somebody on our guest list, or maybe they won't like what we bought them, or perhaps they might think it is too cheap. For some people, Christmas brings in the added tension of bringing together families with fractured relationships and friendships. So instead of peace, they dread the inevitable conflict that must arise. Yet Christmas should be a time of peace. Christmas should be a time of hope. Think about it this way. Christmas sits at the end of one year and the beginning of another one. It is at the crossroads of the past and the future. A previous year with its blessings and its trials is gone. And for that we say, phew, thanks God. But a new year looms ahead with its uncertainties and expectations. Yet, here is Christmas. The celebration of a birth that took place 2,000 years ago. A perennial bright spot on our calendars. Because God has given us hope. Christmas should be a time of hope. Christmas should be a time of love centered around the greatest love story ever told. The story of a God who so loved the world that he gave his only son so that he whoever believes in him will have eternal life. A God who felt sorry that the relationship with his people was not going the way he wanted and he chose to come down here himself and rectify the situation. Christmas is a story of God's greatest gift given to meet our greatest need because God is love. Christmas should be a time of love. The Christmas story we've had and we're going to continue hearing has been retold year after year. Yet it never loses its majesty. It never ceases to fill our hearts with wonder. It never ceases to amaze us. It is a story of love peace, and hope. It's a mind-boggling story that gives us hope if we dare to hope. Now, a while ago, I asked you to go and register your hopes 
I wonder what you registered. I wonder what you hoped for. Perhaps a more active body next year in the gym. Maybe a pay rise. Or a new girlfriend or boyfriend. Or even the return of an old flame. An improved relationship in your marriage. Or an improved handicap in your game of golf. A better exam result for some of us. World peace. Warmer climate. Less snow. More snow. (laughs) Winning the lottery. A good government. The collapse of the coalition government. More revelation from the wiki-liki. What did you hope for? And more important... What did you base your hopes on? Whatever you hoped for. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, I tell you. As long as you have placed your hope on the right subject and you bring your hopes to the Lord in prayer. Now sometimes we use the word hope as being synonymous with wish. When we say I hope, what we really are saying most of the time is that I wish. But when our hopes are wrongly placed, it doesn't matter how much hope we have. Because that's not going to bring us fulfillment. And when this happens, we become disappointed, disillusioned. We might even become depressed. Now, when you reach this stage, there's one big question to ask yourself. Have I placed my hope in the right subject? Now, there have been times in our lives, of course, when we have lost hope because we feared that Somehow, we have probably disappeared from God's radar. We felt like our circumstances and times have caught God off guard. Let me remind you, and I think we need to remind ourselves all the time, that God is not only the engineer of our, is not only in charge of our circumstances, but he often engineers our circumstances. The people first century Palestine, Felt that way too. They were fed up with being treated like second class citizens in their own country. And being overtaxed. Being forced to do things that they did not want. And they thought God had forgotten them. But he didn't. They were not off radar. God responded by sending our savior Jesus Christ to be born among them. And this act of the birth is going to be replicated tonight throughout the whole world. And that is the principal reason we should have hope. That is a good subject to place our hope on. Now, as Christians, the basis of our hope in life lies not not in our own perfection or righteousness. Uh -uh. But the basis of our hope lies in the abundance of God's love and mercy. This was evident in him sending his own son to be born among us, to live among us, to share our humanity, and therefore to feel our needs as we feel them, and eventually to die on the cross so that we may have life. But that's the story of another day. For today, we await with eagerness the birth of this child, 
the one who brings hope to our hopeless situations. The light that was lit in Bethlehem that night and the darkness has not been able to overcome it. The child redeemer, the son of the most high God, our friend and brother, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.